So here's a question for you, sir. Yeah. I don't know how to segue into advertising that's not advertising. So how do we do that? Or did how we do just segue do into advertising? How do you segue into advertising that's not advertising? Well, yeah. you know, actually, it's funny, it's funny that you bring that up because my um, a good friend of mine, uh, she owns Inkwell's bookstore. Um, and, you know, oh. that's where I go. Actually, I pick up a lot of my books there because I get them at a significantly like, discounted price. Plus, like, books are currency if you think about it. Like, if you have money and you don't use it, you're just wasting it. But, like, it's like a book that's not read. So you can go in and you can get a book. Like normally this book probably costs you, you know, twenty, thirty dollars. You'll get it for three or four bucks. You're gonna save yourself some money. Twilight. What was that? I have no idea. No idea that what that that was the FBI. You know, one of the things she's she's really good at is um like just kind of I don't know, having fun and providing a service. Also, like, if they, you, you want her to find something for you, she can order it. Um, also, some old rare books she has. Um, I, I mean, it's just amazing. But anyway, I have no idea. I, anyway, Inkwell's, like, I could give you her number and her uh, email address, or you could just swing by. It's right by the, it's the old Sal's building. It's right by the Redemption MMA gym. Um, anyway, I have no idea how you would segue into an advertisement that's not an advertisement. I don't either, because I'd really like to talk about Mad Creations tattoos and uh, the fine work that John Stocks does over there. Now, my I can't really speak personally because he's never done a tattoo for me. However, he did draw Buddy Yeti, and that's pretty damn dear to me. What you about know, you, sir? What, you know, what's interesting about that is, like, I have a long history with John Stocks, and I think, um, I, you know, as far as, like, a guy, if you're looking for, like, that delicate touch kind of tattoo artist, you know, the one that's just not, like, jamming the ink in you, but is actually, like, is being precise and delicate and sensitive to, like, your wants and needs, and has, like, and he's a cool guy with a great history and great family and um you know he actually he did one of my tattoos um and it's and i'm proud of it and uh it's 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 a dragon all down the back of me like like every man should have like and it, it spits that place? Like fire yeah yeah it spits fire the john stocks located in the middle of soul I wish I knew the address, but this isn't an actual advertisement. We're just giving the dude a shout-out because he does good work. So, yeah. Well, you know, honestly, like, if, if you want a really decent tattoo, you need to take time. You need to take time, and he will help you. This is one thing, like, like my cute little kitty cat tattoo. Um, uh, he designed that for me just based off of uh, several concepts. And it was really cool because I showed up and he surprised me with like, here, this is what I was working on. Amazing that he did that. He's done a lot of stuff for me. He actually, um, there was an album that was terrible that I was working on. Um, and he did a lot of art for that as well. But if you really want a tattoo, you have to take the time. You have to, you have to really, don't pick something off the wall. Think about something that means something to you.
Um, and then you have to find your tattoo artist's secret location. Like if you're not willing to like, if you're not willing to go onto Google and like hire a private investigator to find out where he's working out of, well, and, we, and we've done most work for you. We've given you the name. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah. But if you, yeah, if you're not willing to like, to like, you know, navigate to, you know, if you're Facebook. Not willing to, I, you like, have a Facebook. If you have a Facebook and you search Mad Creations Tattoo, it will be one of maybe five five places that pops up. But I'm willing to bet with some degree of certainty it would be only one in Soldatna, Alaska. Maybe. Yes. However, I, I I think I think you're you know, and I and I love I love our audience. I love like the four of them. And we had six before my wheelchair joke. Um but the I, I I feel like like you've given them too much information already, and now like so you someone it, honestly if I was going to get a tattoo I would book today because uh, with our shout out here which isn't actually a shout out uh, it's, it's going to go and it's not it's it's a shout out but it's definitely not advertising no 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 one would advertise on this trash. Ew. I feel bad for the people that get shout-outs. <laughs> we, we do more damage to local business. <laughs> the anti-heroes of radio. Yes, um, yeah. The opposite of a good luck truck. We're basically good luck truck. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, speaking, speak, also speaking of not giving shout-outs, or advertising or anything of that nature. Um, I got a hot dog from the hot dog lady the other day. How was it? Oh, it was amazing. What'd you get? Um, oh my gosh. Um, oh gee, I got like the, I got, I got an all beef and a reindeer. And don't judge me. I, uh, you know, I'm on a diet. Yeah. Um, honestly though, I feel like I mostly bought it for the pun. Like, it was incredible, but, like, if you go there and you look at the menu um, and just the way that place is set up, like, that's worth it right there. Yeah. That's going to that's gonna reel you in to where it's like, oh, my gosh, you've made my life a little bit better today. Uh, I feel obligated to get a hot dog. But there's a bonus to that. When you actually get the hot dog and you eat the hot dog, it's amazing. It's got that snap. Yeah, it's like you know. Yeah, it's got like the hot dogs. Like the hot dogs know that like they they were secondary. Like they know that you're sort of like like I get it. You came here for the puns, um, and this is just like you know, this is a guilt dog. But like, but they own it and they like they work it. It's like, yeah, we're a guilt dog, yeah. but we're gonna win you over. Yeah. Well, so now yeah, now I, I have now I have a three thousand dollar a month hot dog addiction. And you know, it's better that than heroin, I think. Maybe. I don't Maybe. Dr. Carl Hart says otherwise. Um, so, but yeah, speaking of, of the hot dog lady, I like that you can get stuff from her that you can really only get in Alaska, like a Chicago style hot dog made from a reindeer. Where else do you get that? Yeah. Where else? 
That's uh, that's specific to us. Or the, uh, as you mentioned, the puns, the, the jalapeno business or the jalapeno business with the uh, um, the Echo Lake uh, uh, jalapeno cheese on top of it. Oh, gosh. It's delicious. It's scrumptious. Yeah. They've got keto options. Yeah. I'm a, I am a fan of, uh, of the Weenie Queen. It's like if you gave Michelangelo or Da Vinci hot dogs and said, what can you do with these? Like, and they would be like, not, not what she can. We're not even going to try. Instead, I'll just paint the Sistine Chapel in the Mona Lisa. I'm going to go hang out on my that, back for the next four years. Uh, enjoy the hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, that's, that's way beyond anything I would be capable of. Some dipshit's going to write a book about me and some mythical code before I make a hot dog that's better than that. All hail Tom Hanks, whatever that means. <laughs> I forgot about that. Okay, so I read that book and then watched the movie. And um, I will say that I am never one to say that the, uh, the book is better than the movie because usually I have this rule that if there's going to be a movie of it, I won't read the book because I know how long it takes me to read a book versus how long it takes me to watch a movie. And I don't know about your lifestyle, but I can't like I can't waste that kind of time with the, the way I live. So I'm always like even yeah, it's like it's not even the same as the book. I don't care. It was two hours. Like and I enjoyed it. And now I can pretend like I've read the book with people that have read the book and then you know, when we have that weird discussion, it's like, how do you feel in chapter seven? It's like, oh, yeah, that. Like, just big answers. Um, the big trick is just making sure that the ending is the same. And um, was the ending the same? Uh, essentially, yes. Um, it, actually, that was one of those really disappointing... Um, I had a really cool version of that book where it had pictures um, from all of these different places that they mention in the book. And so it was It was kind of like it was, I don't know. I don't want to say like a paint by numbers, but close. Uh, they, tried to, they tried to fulfill that in the movie with the weird like highlighting of like the visuals he captured, but they completely missed it. Um, it's been a while since I watched The Da Vinci Code. So, but it was, here's the other thing too. This is why I never read a book of a movie that's about to come out. Because, like, I, I went to go see it with my mom because I'm, I'm a man. And a man, a man goes and sees movies with his mother. Agreed. That's a good sign. Yeah. Because if, if you don't, you're terrible and she gave birth to you. And I don't care how much of a bitch she was. Like, this is your obligation. Like, I think there's a certain amount of an obligation to anyone that's ever been pushed out of a vagina. Um, and I'm putting that delicately. Um, Does that include so C-section the, babies uh, or just specifically natural birth? Oh, no, no, C-section babies are awful. Like, I have two of them, trust me. Like, they're, they're just, they're, you don't want one. They're the worst so kind I've, of babies. I'll, I'll have that argument with you, but I'm not going to do it here because it's absolutely vulgar. But um, I would like to move oh, on to. Oh, wait. Oh, you're, I would you're like to. No, 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 no. I'm just going to be a gentleman and I'm going to say if you want that full joke, come out March 20th to Four Royal Parkers where we tell that, that joke in its long form. Now, I'll tell you. And that, that my I friend, did, is 
how you do an advertisement without doing an advertisement. <laughs> so I, um, in, in my case, right, so I watched the movie recently and I haven't uh, read the book. But, but, but you know me, dog. Like, I'm, I get into the conspiracy theories on this one. And, yeah, and so I, I think that with Netflix, by that dog was a shout out to, to the weenie lady and, uh, Coco Diaz. Shout out to Joey Diaz. But going back to, um, the Netflix conspiracy, like, so Netflix, um, kind of exists to blur the line between truth and fiction, real and reality. Like, I remember, um, real and made up and all that good stuff, right? So, do you remember when that movie came, or when the book came out and the book was being pushed? Which is weird because we don't really push books. Like, that. we aren't a culture that, like, pushes literacy, uh, literacy. But every once in a while, a book comes along and people are like, you've got to read this book. It's so good. Um, I watched the movie, and the movie was whack as fuck. And the movie, I, I get that it's a fictional movie and it's full of inaccuracies, but... There are enough rabbit holes, uh, misinformed rabbit holes, all over that film that it's really easy to, um, if you get into conspiracies, then it's really easy to understand, uh, to like get behind, oh, this is why Netflix would show this movie. It's, it's, helped, uh, it's helping to dumb people down about, uh, uh, or, or laugh at the ideas of secret societies or, or trivialize what they do. If we feed people enough, uh, false information and enough fiction, uh, they're going to blur that up with reality, with, with what's actually out there. Um, if you look at, like, the things that have happened um, or that the Catholic Church has been responsible uh, since the conception of the Catholic Church, um, you, you start seeing that they're behind uh, and they have been behind a lot of media and a lot of history and a lot of things that, that um, uh, happened, they were kind of the hidden hand. Uh, and so, like, when you see them, when you see mention of the Vatican in, like, films like The Godfather, uh, it's, it really, it, it, that's not imaginary. Like, gangsters have met with popes. Nazis, and, and uh, like, gangsters have met with, uh, with, with uh, Vatican bankers. All right, that's... Um, there, that's evidence. Like you, you can look into the the Vatican banker that uh, committed suicide in London in the 70s. Like these, um, of course he committed suicide. He hung himself off of a bridge, which is how everyone does it. Um, yeah, but that's how I've done it that way three times. By the way, this just turned into an episode of streaming service and chill with advertising and not advertising. I'm sure that this book is available at Inkwell's. Oh, I, I, I would be, yeah, I want to say, uh, I believe it was Dan Brown. I yes. could be wrong on that. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, uh, and he he actually, he wrote a prequel, uh, what is it, Angels and Demons, I believe. Is that a prequel uh, or a sequel? Because I watched that piece of shit, too. Um, I believe it's a prequel. Now, actually, this is an interesting thing, is I read both of those books. I've also watched both those movies. He has a, he has a series of other books out, but I kind of like he he gets really formulaic to where it's kind of boring to read him. Uh, but I would this is one of those rare occasions where I would suggest someone to actually read the book instead of watch the movie because the movies Angels and Demons was a good movie. I think I mean in the sense of like how it represented the book. I think it was rather accurate. 
But um, The Da Vinci Code, the book versus the movie, totally go with the book. Like, they botched that movie um, the same way, you know, like, I felt like I was sitting in, like, a handmade raft yelling for Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how that movie got made with the people that it got made by. Like, the fact that Ron Howard was involved in uh, The Da Vinci Code, and it looked like that. Like, these dudes made Band of Brothers. I think we all get one. Like, I, I think this is like, this is... Yeah. This is this is Ron Howard's moment where he just gets to like, you know, and he owned it. This isn't a Smithy film. Like he's he's just like my name is on this. Oh my it god! Have what been if he's out of it? It should have. It absolutely should have. But what if like what if he like maybe like maybe he's just accidentally been good at everything else and like this was the work like he put the most like time and effort into it's like this, this is, is the my, true representation of yeah what if oh gosh it'd be terrible what yeah what if this is ron howard's most ron howard work that'd be horrific yeah i feel so i feel bad for his children this is this is when he got rid of Sarah from the front desk, who, as he would walk in every day, would be like, hey, just noticed that was a bad idea. And, like, he was tired of hearing it, so he got rid of her. And so, like, this is what happened. Like, there's some, like, there's some, like, minimum wage secretary and, like, not even, like, the front office. She's just kind of, like, the, the girl that, like, gets the information from the front office lady. Oh, like shit, and the he, new secretary, the new secretary is the one that said, give Tom Hanks a mullet. Yeah. And People will be able to identify with him. He's an American in France. He needs a mullet. <laughs> um, well, I mean, yeah, it was... Are you even allowed in France without a mullet? Uh, not if you're American. True. It's French true. French they French require French. two things from Americans in France. One is that you carry your passport at all times, and the other is more. And it's strictly enforced too. Like they have, um, they have police that come around, and you know, if they catch someone speaking English, but, um, you know, it's like, let me see your papers. Oh yeah, American. Where is your moulet? And that's the thing. They call it a moulet over there. Uh, and well. That's and how if they you don't have one, you in France. Is, which is it's weird because you don't call it a Shanghai over there. Well, there's 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 gangs with scissors that'll just come up and like cut your mullet, and then you're stuck there. And that's how fashionable they are. They've got like roving, um, they've got like roving bands of barbers tidying people up. <laughs> Aquanet in one hand, scissors in the other. Come here, uh, let me let me clear up your hair. Uh, come here, let me make a moulet. Um, yeah. And that's yeah. how Tom Hanks got his stupid mullet. Which he had in Italy, by the way. It wasn't in France. It had nothing to do with France. Um, I, but yeah, yeah, that's what, you know, 
that's, that's, you see, you're the same as the Germans. Like, n- none of this has anything to do with France, and yet you're blaming on them. And not to go conspiracy theory, but where did you live for a long time? Would you settle for the American version of Cordon Bleu? Um, you know, uh, I'll take the Schnitzel Bomber Cordon Bleu. That's a dope one. But, um, yeah, I, a good Cordon Bleu is, is worth your time. Does this, the other people that were, of course, not advertising, but uh, the Schnitzel Bomber. Yeah. The, um, I'm not saying they would ever have a Cordon Bleu. But I'm saying it's a I believe they have. I believe they have. Ooh. All right. I, that's awesome. Um, but that's one of the things about that place is you, you've got to swing by there every day. Because you really don't know what's... Like, it's like, it's like getting a surprise. Like, they have their standard menu and all that jazz, but... They had one last week, dude. I got it. I got it. I didn't. I didn't try it. I, I have to be honest about that. But it was. They had a pork rind covered schnitzel. Oh my gosh! Hey, you, you and I talk about what is meta. Yeah, Man, that's. I think that's meta. Now you throw in a slice of ham and some cool cheese, some good cheese. Yeah, you got a really interesting cordon blue there. But but the other thing is, you can go to the Schnitzel Bomber and you can ask them to get creative, and they'll get creative. You say, hey, I'm doing a keto diet. They'll put something keto together for you. That's what they do. They're really, really good at it. What I, what I love, okay, so they have their menu, and then they have, like, that whole other world where it's like, what is the line between creative and insanity? And I want to taste that line. And it's there, and it's there to be enjoyed. And uh, the Johnson family, uh, Jessica and Vincent, they do a really, really good job of, of putting that sort of thing together. So very, very solid shout-out to, uh, to the Schnitzel Bomber. All right, I've got to go do dad stuff. I got, uh, I've got the young Yeti guy in front of me. And uh... Well, you know, and that's what you're going to be doing after the, the Schnitzel Bomber, is sleeping baby stuff. Yes, except as like... a grown-up. Who just say yeah, yeah. Like you'll fall asleep to whatever you're you're streaming on your service that you should be chilling with. <laughs> yeah, um, which you shouldn't be driving. Yeah, yeah. Don't missile bomber and drive. Yeah, not not good for you. Yeah. All right, my friend. Uh, I love you. I will talk to you soon. And you have the best day ever.